Hallelujah. Father, we honor you. Hallelujah. You're such a great God. 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 Hallelujah. 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 You're such a great God. You're such a great God. I wonder what it was like for 185,000 people to be killed by an angel showing up. 185,000 wiped out in the night because the angel of the Lord showed up because they stood against the plans and the purposes of God. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, you've seen nothing yet. Nothing. I'm going through these mighty exploits. I'm going through these acts. What God did when he showed up. And what he did to the oppositions of his plan and his purpose. Don't you think for one minute that evil men and women will have the final say? Don't. You may hear men and women spew profanities and vulgarities and exercise tyranny. The last I heard is that we celebrate Independence Day on the 4th of July that freed us from tyranny. So the last thing we need is for people to rise operating with spirits of control fueled by demon princes. <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, I'm above that. Oh, I'm going to say that again. I'm above that. Praise the Lord, for that doesn't even annoy me. For I'm far above all principalities and powers, rulers of darkness, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Far above. Everybody say that again. Far above. Hallelujah. 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 When Peter stood up, can you all hear me? When Peter stood up, he stood up to speak in a way that he refused to coexist. We're moving into days that we refuse to coexist. Peter did not stand up and say, we will accept a coexistence. He didn't. He stood up and told them, there's only one. You killed him. Crucified him. 
but he rose again. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, I'm not going to coexist anymore. Amen. I am a believer and I have believer's rights. Amen. I'm not here to coexist and clamor down from what I believe to make way for other faiths. I believe in the one true God. His name is Jesus Christ. Buddha did not heal. Jesus heals. Buddha doesn't save. Jesus saves. I said Jesus saves. Men and women are going to be under the influence of either God or the devil. Men and women will stand in terrific platforms and either speak on behalf of God or behalf of the devil. Who's fueling who? Who's fueling who? If these walls were stripped away tonight in the spirit, what would you see? You would see a tremendous sight, not only the throne room of heaven, but your eyes would be opened to the fight of the ages. You would see what it is that you're standing against. And it is the grace of God that you don't see the entirety of it. God is moving, and we are moving with him. The fight is on, and we win. Shout it out. We win. Shout it out. Hallelujah. The early church turned the world upside down. I want to ask you, what are you about to do? The end time church has a job to do. We're not here to sing cute songs and just get together and have a Holy Ghost camp meeting. We're here to turn the world upside down. We're here to see God's plan and purpose manifested before our eyes. You, ladies and gentlemen, tag, you are it. There's no one else coming, it's you. There's no one else backing up behind you, it's you. You're now on the front line of this fight. I don't want to be pastor too late. You have arrived. His name is Jesus. He's the Prince of Peace, and He is the warrior of warriors. He will back you up. He will lift you, hold you, shield you, and walk with you. Praise the Lord. You know, in a very short period of time, there will be the dead in Christ shall rise. The rapture of the church shall take place. We will be with the Lord for seven years, and we will come back with Him. At the end of tribulation, there will be a terrific moment Armageddon, all these wonderful things. Where do you see who has the last laugh? We will look at him, that evil prince, and we will say, is this him who schemed against me and schemed against the ages, the nations through the ages of time? Lift your hands, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. I'm shielded, I'm protected. I'm declaring this over you, I'm declaring this over everyone. I'm shielded and protected. 
Come on, say it like you mean it. I am shielded and I am protected. Oh, say it like you mean it. I am shielded. As you go to North Carolina, where? Tennessee, Chattanooga. You're shielded and protected. Father, in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father, for your blessing upon my sister in the name of Jesus. She embarks upon this new journey, this new time in her life. Wow. Surround her, Father. Surround her with the fearless. The fearless. The faithful and the fearless. Sounds like another movie coming night. The faithful and the fearless. Hallelujah. We plead the blood of Jesus over you. We surround you with the angels of heaven. In the name of Jesus, angels go with you, walk with you. <laughs> we'll never leave you. In the name of Jesus. Rasam brandindo. Grasa prapadasa. In the mighty name of Jesus. If you believe that's a good thing, shout amen. amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. How many people believe that you have angels with you? Keep your hand up. How many people believe they're working now? Yes. Hallelujah. How many people believe they're busy, really busy? Let me see your hands. <laughs> Praise God. How many people is hoping to get them more busy? Amen. And how many people is going to employ some more angels over this next period of time? Hallelujah. I want you to go with me to Acts chapter 4, please. They turned the world upside down. They refused to coexist. You say, well, Pastor, what does that mean? Well, for them, there was no coexistence. Their job was to win everyone to Jesus. There was no compromise. There was no settling for anything else other than salvation. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 4. Are you glad you're here? Yes. Isn't God amazing? Yes. Don't you love him? Yes. Back up into Acts chapter 2. Hallelujah. In verse 17. And it shall come to pass in the last days, God declares that I will pour out of my spirit upon all mankind, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, telling forth the divine counsels, and your men shall see visions, divinely granted appearances, and your old men shall dream divinely suggested dreams. Yes, and on my men servants also, and on my maid servants, and in those days I will pour out my spirit and they shall prophesy, telling forth the divine counsels and predicting future events pertaining especially to God's kingdom. I want you to write in there, that's me. And I will show wonders in the sky above and signs on the earth beneath, blood and fire and smoking vapor. And the sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the obvious day of the Lord comes, that great and notable and conspicuous conspicuous and renowned day. And it shall be that whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord 
invoking, adoring, and worshiping the Lord Christ shall be saved. You men of Israel, listen to what I have to say. Here we go. Jesus of Nazareth, a man, this is where he decided that we're not coexisting. A man accredited and appointed out and shown forth and commended and attested to you by God by the mighty works and the power of performing wonders and signs which God worked through him right in your midst as you yourselves know. This Jesus, when you delivered up according to the divine definite and fixed purpose and settled plan and foreknowledge of God you crucified and put out of the way killing him by the hands of lawless and wicked men but God everybody shout but God raised him up liberating him from the pangs of death seeing that it was not possible for him to continue to be controlled or restrained by it for David says in regard to him I saw the Lord constantly before me, for he is at my right hand that I may not be shaken or overthrown or cast down from my secure and happy state. Therefore my heart rejoiced and my tongue exalted exceedingly. Moreover, my flesh also will dwell in hope, will encamp, pitch its tent, and dwell in hope and anticipation of the resurrection. For you will not abandon my soul, leaving it helpless in Hades, the state of departed spirits, nor let your Holy One know decay or see destruction of the body after death. You have made known to me the ways of life. You will enrapture me, diffusing my soul with joy with and in your presence. Brethren, it is permitted me to tell you confidently and with freedom and confidently with freedom concerning the patriarch David, that he both died and was buried and his tomb is with us to this day. Being, however, a prophet and knowing that God has sealed to him with an oath that he would set one of his descendants on his throne. He foreseeing this spoke by foreknowledge of the resurrection of the Christ, the Messiah, that he was not deserted in death and left in Hades, the state of departed spirits, nor did his body know decay or see destruction. This Jesus God raised up, and of all that all we his disciples are witnesses, being therefore lifted high by and to the right hand of God, and having received from the Father the promised blessing, which is the Holy Spirit, he has made this outpouring everybody say outpouring which you yourselves both see and hear for David did not ascend into the heavens yet he himself says the Lord says my Lord sit at my right hand and share my throne until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet therefore let the whole house of Israel recognize beyond all doubt and acknowledge assuredly that God has made him both Lord and Christ now here we are we're not coexisting therefore let the whole house of Israel recognize beyond all doubt and acknowledge assuredly that God has made him both Lord and Christ the Messiah this Jesus whom you crucified now they I'm telling you they weren't slipping up there and saying now we don't want to be rocking the boat here guys they were filled with the Holy Ghost shut it out I'm filled with the Holy Ghost they didn't care who they were talking to they were speaking for Christ they didn't care who was listening they were speaking as God would speak now when they heard this they were stung they were cut to the heart and they said to Peter and the rest of the apostles special messengers brethren what shall we do and Peter answered them repent everybody shout it out repent change your views and purpose to accept the will of God in your inner selves instead of rejecting it and being baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of and release from your sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit 
For the promise of the Holy Spirit is to and for you and your children and to and for all that are far away, even to and for as many as the Lord our God invites and bids to come to himself. And Peter solemnly and earnestly witnessed, testified, and admonished, exhorted with much more continuous speaking and warned, reproved, advised, and encouraged. I want you to shout that out. Warned, reproved, advised and encourage them saying be saved from this crooked perverse wicked unjust generation he says be saved from this crooked perverse wicked and unjust generation. Today, ladies and gentlemen, there are millions and millions of people that are waiting to come into the kingdom of God. They are waiting on this Soros Tamina, precious Holy Spirit that you and I have received. They are waiting on salvation. They are waiting on receiving Jesus Christ as their Lord and personal Savior. I declare that we are in accelerated days and we are in very quickening moments in the name of Jesus. If you believe that, come on, give me a big amen. Man. I believe that the Spirit is moving powerfully on you. I believe that He is quickening you. I believe that you are sensing a quickening of the Spirit to know that the days are shorter and growing shorter, and the days are waxing colder and colder, but there is a fire. Everybody say fire. There is a fire from heaven that wants to burn within your belly, that you can't just act the way you've always acted. You just can't do what you've always done. Something has to happen. Something has to shift, and I'm telling you, it is us that is changing. It is us that is shifting, and God is about to move, and I am moving with Him. Therefore, those who accepted and welcomed His message were baptized, and there were added that day 3,000 souls. And they steadfastly persevered, devoting themselves constantly to the instruction and the fellowship of the apostles. Sorry, sorry. I meant to say they constantly devoted themselves to the administration and organizations of church life. Let me read it again then. And they steadfastly persevered, devoting themselves constantly to the instruction and the fellowship of the apostles, to the breaking of bread, including the Lord's Supper and prayers. And a sense of awe, reverential fear came upon every soul. I hope you're reading with me. And many wonders, everybody say many wonders. Oh, many wonders and signs were performed through the apostles, the special messengers. And all who believed were who adhered to and trusted in and relied on Jesus Christ were united. And together they had everything in common. Praise God. Chapter 3. Now Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer. I'm going to say that one more time. Now Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer. You know one thing that I can say about some of these other religions, they have a devotion. They have a discipline. They have an honor and a respect for prayer. Even though they may not even be praying to our God, they somehow have this devotion, this discipleship, this honor, and this awe. They rise in the morning to pray. There are other times throughout the day that they pray. They pray in the evening. They are dedicated to practices. One could call it religion. I don't call that religion. I call that devotion. We have come so far in the apostolic whatever, in the spiritual outpourings and the spiritual outworkings, and led by the Spirit of the Lord 
Do we still have devotions? Do we still have a discipline? Do we still have a mode that we still honor our place with God? Do we still honor that time with the Lord? Do we still set aside a time with the Lord as an honor unto him and say, it doesn't matter how many times you call me to pray, I will be honored to pray. I will be privileged to pray. Listen, if someone under a demon God can get a discipline going, we under the most high God can get a discipline going. I'm going to say it again. If someone under a demon God can get a discipline going, then we under the one and true God can get a discipline going. Come on, any believers in this room tonight? If you truly believe, I believe this with all my heart. If you truly believe, then you'll sit with him. If you truly believe, then you will work with him. If you truly believe, then you will give time to him. These other religions, they believe. Muslims believe. Buddhists believe. They believe it. Do we? Do we really believe it? Because you're it. There's not another wave coming. I believe with all my heart you are the end times church. I believe with all my heart that we could be the ones that are raptured. How many people, anybody else believe that? I'm not believing for a hole in the grind. I'm not believing for a wooden suit. I'm believing to be raptured. All things are pointing to it. You say, man, pastor. No, guys, this is the truth. God's looking for the devoted. He's looking for the ones that are betrothed. He's looking for the ones that are married to him. He's looking for the ones that are joined to him. Not joined to religion, not joined to church life, but joined to Christ. <laughs> they went to the gate beautiful. And also they find a man there that was begging. So when he saw Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked them to give him a gift. And Peter directed his gaze intently at him, and so did John, and said, look at us. And the man paid attention to them, expecting that he was going to get something from them. But Peter said, silver and gold, money I do not have, but what I do have that I give you in, is in the use of the name of Jesus. Everybody say the name of Jesus. And he said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Everybody say, walk. walk. Then he took hold of the man's right hand with such a firm grip and raised him up. And at once his feet, sorry, wait a minute, is this Jesus or Peter? I'm going to ask you again, is this Jesus or Peter? So somehow now Peter is doing what Jesus did. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, I'm about to do what Peter did. I'm about to do what Jesus did. I'm about to do what the early church did. I'm about to rise. Praise the Lord. Amen. I'm not looking for a title. I'm not looking for a name. I'm not looking for a pulpit. I'm not looking for a platform. Amen. I've already been given the highest seat in eternity. I have been given the seat of Christ. I have been raised to the right hand of the Father. There is more life in me than there is death around me. 
There is more victory in me than there is of the victimization around me. I will not be silenced. I will not be muzzled in the name of Jesus because I am free. Because whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Come on, shut it out. The greater days. Come on. Shut it again. The greater days. How many people believe the greater days for Tulsa's right up ahead of us? That's why you're here, ladies and gentlemen. That's why God is moving in our lives. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing. That's why we're building what we're building and we're building it together. Why? Because God has a plan. Don't you think for one minute that the talk of evil man, that the talk of evil woman is going to be the final say in this day? God has a word. God has a message. And he's looking for a few bold people that will speak for him and and shout for him and stand up for him. And oh, Brother Brady, you better use wisdom. This is the wisdom of God. Amen. Because if Peter was to stand up under the anointing of the Holy Ghost and say what heaven wanted to hear, then that was the wisdom of God in operation right there. Shut it out. I am not afraid. Say it again. I am not afraid. This man started to leap. Shut it out. It's time to leap. I'm not even talking about someone who is, you know, unfortunately in a wheelchair. I'm talking about the church that is sitting and lounging and, and just, you know, just reclining in an hour where we're not at ease. God is calling us to attention. The alarm clock is ringing. Praise the Lord. But I tell you, we're hitting the snooze button too many times to say, you know what? I'm not ready. I don't want to get up. I'm enjoying the comfort of my bed, pulling that duvet as tight as you possibly can, refusing to get up. But I'm telling you, God is going to keep blowing that horn. He's going to keep blowing that trumpet. 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 And one of these days, you're going to get up. Look at three people and say, get up, get up, get up. Come on, in the name of Jesus, that's how it is. It's not, it's not my faith. It's your faith. It's not my relationship. It's your relationship. The devil comes to your house. It's not me that you want to call. It's not Pastor Gary, Pastor Mary. You better be ready to speak the name of Jesus, Pastor Gary. It's going like this. No, you don't want to call me. <laughs> He'll come over there with their Arkansas pitchforks, praise the Lord. And <laughs> go jab a demon in the eye. But you can jab your own demons in the eye. You have plenty of time right now, and that's what I've been hearing. The church has plenty of time to get ready. They better get ready. They better get ready because they're about out of time. Use your time wisely. Use your time wisely. Now, while he was still firmly, what do you see this now? Verse uh, 9. And all the people saw him walking about and praising God. And they recognized him as the man who usually sat begging for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement, bewilderment, consternation over what had occurred to him. I'm looking for some people in Tulsa to have a little bit of a consternation. <laughs> Hallelujah. How many people would just welcome a few people that are bewildered? It's gone quiet in here again. Amen. I don't know if you're ready for this, ladies and gentlemen, but I tell you what we want is we want to visit another move of God. 
You're not called to visit a move of God. You are called to be part of a move of God. This is not going to be Pensacola where we can just fly down, take our car and go down and see what God is doing. You're it, ladies and gentlemen. This is the end time move. This is the greatest awakening that's ever about to hit planet Earth. You're not going to come and watch with big goggled eyes, you know, about look what God is doing. No, you are what God is doing. God wants to move in and through you. Oh, come on, somebody. God wants to move in you. But you know what? There's something in all of us. We just want to be part of a revival again. We want to come and see all those miracles we want to come and see you and you know what it's all good it's all wonderful but it is more than that it is now rising it is now putting on the full armor of God it is now taking what God has made us to be and become everything that he has already created us to be it is putting and suiting up ladies and gentlemen and putting on love and putting on God and putting on the light and putting on those garments of praise and I'm telling you lie on that joy to lift you up so that you have strength for anything that will try to come your way. Come on. I have the anointing. Amen. Shut it out. I can do all things. Oh, I ask you to say that one more time. I can. I can. I can do all things through Christ. Which strengthens me. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. I don't think that you should have to preach so hard, Brother Brady. You know. But if you would preach in your private time as hard as I'm preaching to you in the public, we might get to other things. The niceties of the church. Right now, there's an alarm bell that is ringing. How many people knows that somebody close to you sitting in this church tonight needs this message more than what they realize? Don't look around. Because when people of a Muslim faith can bring their little mat everywhere they go, and at a moment they can drop on their knees, roll out their mat, and begin to pray, regardless of what people say. And we are silenced and we are afraid to even speak the name of Jesus and we are afraid to even declare our colors and our, and our patches and our faith. Something's wrong. But we're rising. I said we're rising. I said we're rising. In here you might be sheep, but out there you are lions. Oh, and here you are sheep, but out there you are lions. And you're not to go out there just by and by and by and by and by. You're to go out there and roar like the lion of the tribe of Judah and anything that the enemy tries to do. And Shara you stand up and say, not today, in the name of Jesus. I love that song, Pastor. You know, I love that song. Lion of Judah, roar. I love it too. And then we go outside the church. We go, we go home. <sighs> pressure coming from the left. Financial pressures from the right. Peer pressure from the north. 
betrayal from the south, treachery. Who can you trust? And your roar is down to a And the devil said, oh, you big thing, you were roaring in church, you little sheep. But we've roared too long in church as sheep. We need to now be on the highways and the byways, roaring in the name of Jesus and refusing to be silent. And if the world around you, company gets, starts to make you feel uncomfortable, amen, you have to rise a little bit and begin to say some things that starts to make the world feel uncomfortable. So if they get into the elevator with you and they're cussing, you need to start speaking, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. I go to these conventions and conferences and karmas that we hold our Bibles and we stand there, praise the Lord, in elevators. And you know everybody that's not going to the conference is looking at you with your Bible. Shut it out. I'm not ashamed. Oh, you nearly said it good right there. Shut it out. I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed of what? Where do you find it in the Bible? Thank you for that one safe person. That one born again believer right there. We can tell you all our favorite scriptures, but can you tell us those power scriptures that you fortify every day? I'm not ashamed. I'm feeling kind of timid. How many people have ever felt a little timid? Don't put up your hands. <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, I'm fearless. Hallelujah. Come on. I'm fearless. For he didn't give me a spirit of fear. But he gave me what? Power. Love. And a sign mind. Said again, power. Love. And a sign mind. Said again, power. Love. And a <laughs> power, love, and a sound mind. You say, Pastor, are you okay? I mean, are you, are you sort of, are you losing it a little bit? You better believe I'm losing it. I'm losing fear. <laughs> losing intimidation. Losing a spirit of control. You know, people that years ago used to walk with you, even in your businesses or even in churches, if they don't continue to walk with you, they'll try to control you. The aim is to keep walking. So a spirit of control cannot interfere with the leadership of the spirit. I want you to lift your hand and say, I bind Jezebel in the name of Jesus. Come on, say it like you mean it. Off your life right now. Don't look to the left or the right. I take authority over Jezebelic operations in my own life. I take authority over all of that mess in the name of Jesus. Why? Because I'm no different to the next person. If I start walking with God, I'll take on fleshly traits and begin to try and operate in the, you know, in the flesh like I was in the spirit. But you can't operate in the flesh like you did in the spirit. If you try to operate in the flesh like you did in the spirit, you will begin to bind and box and ultimately 
hinder the plan and the purpose of God. A.B. Simpson said this, the chief danger of the church today is that it is trying to get on the same side as the world instead of turning the world upside down. Our master expects us to accomplish results even if they bring opposition and conflict. Anything is better than compromise, apathy, and paralysis. I might read that one more time. The chief danger of the church today is that it is trying to get on the same side as the world instead of turning the world upside down. Our master expects us to accomplish results even if they bring opposition and conflict. Anything is better than compromise, apathy, and paralysis. I want you to shut it out. I will never compromise. I do not have one apathetic bone in my body in the name of Jesus, and I will not be paralyzed by the operations of the enemy. How many people know that this fight is not against flesh and blood? It is principalities and powers. I am a lover, ladies and gentlemen. I love you. I love you so much. I desire to love the hell clean out of you. Amen. I love you. I don't know how else to tell you I love you. I give you the shirt off my back. People come into our house all the time through the years. They walk out with our furniture. They walk out with it. If I find out you don't have a bed, let's get you a bed. I'm telling you, I'm in, ladies and gentlemen. I'm in this. This is not a game to me. This is life. This is where the rubber meets the road. Acts 4, 33. Let's go to where we were supposed to go. How many people give me five more minutes? 5, 10, 15, 20. There's someone trying to get away. Security, help me. And with great strength and ability, the power and power, the apostles delivered their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus in great grace. Loving kindness and favor and goodwill rested richly upon them all. Let Johanna say, and upon me too. Oh, I can't hear you tonight. Upon me too. What have you got? Great strength, ability, and power. Great strength, ability, and power. With great strength, what type of strength? Great strength. It wasn't little strength. It was great strength. I'm going to say it again. It wasn't little strength. It was great strength. It wasn't little strength. It was great strength. Let the weak say, I am. It was power, ladies and gentlemen. Not just any power. It was resurrection power of the Lord Jesus Christ. I have been declaring it over you, over you, over you, over and over and over again that things are changing in your life. These things are not changing for the worst. They're changing for the best. And that you are going to witness the outworkings of the resurrection power like you have never seen this before. <laughs> How many people's believing for something to change in your life? Let me see. How many people's got someone in your family that you need to see the power of God? Then begin to pray right now. Come on, things are close. Things are close. Things are close. 
Some of you need to see your sons and your daughters, see the power of God. Put people across their paths, Father. Put the Holy Ghost right in front of them. Let them see miracles. Let them see signs and wonders up in their world, Father. In the name of Jesus, by demonstration and power of the Spirit. strong that's strong <sighs> come on you're not gonna let them drop into hell you're not gonna let them live hell come on you're not gonna let them live hell ex- hellish come on I can sense the spirit of faith in this room I can sense the spirit of faith in this room. All you people that are going to ORU, what are you going to do this year at ORU? You're just going to listen. You're going to learn. You're going to get educated. But what if God has brought you to ORU so that you can bring the power in the presence of the Most High? What if you are there for a reason? What if you are a catalyst of the pouring out of the Spirit of God? What if you are someone that God is inserting into that university for a time as such? Oh, my God, for a time as such as this. Oh, get ready. I hear it in the Spirit. Get ready. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Go, get ready, get ready, get ready. Things are about to turn around in the name of Jesus. Oh, some of you have been under tremendous oppression, but it is breaking. It is breaking. Come here, Julie. Teth. Julie, come here. You'll stand for both of you. I said to Karen this morning, I said, something has broken. I don't know if you sensed it, but something gave. Lift your hands and receive it. Something gave. Something gave. And something is giving in your whole household. It's for you. That's why I touched you at the beginning of this service tonight. In the name of Jesus, something is giving in your whole household. Oh, somebody help us pray now. Somebody help us pray. Come on, shut it out. Loose them. You're going to have to start going about your house. I'm telling you, binding the enemy. Listen, heaven, in the name of Jesus, step it up again. Some of you have let it low a little bit, but step it up again. Step it up. Step up your authority. Stand in your place. Come on, you men and women of God. You take it. You take the horns of the altar, and you hold on to it, and you say, no, 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 no more devils, no more demons. In the name of Jesus, we loose heaven. I say we lose heaven. Say, Pastor, I'm so beaten down. That's why you're in here tonight. You don't have to stay beaten down anymore. There's somebody to the left of you, to the right of you, can stand with you so that you can get free again. That's what this is all about. 
sitting in churches bound by the devil, minds tormented, beautiful message, pastor, and you're still bound. Can't be. I said it can't be. The horrific thing is, is that when we think we're free, because we've been in this so long, and yet we're still bound. I want you to shut it up, no weapon against my seed. Come on, do this. All shackles are off in the name of Jesus. All fetters are off in the name of Jesus. Come on. Come on, look at three people and say, come on, get the grave clothes off you. Get the grave clothes off you. In the name of Jesus, get the grave clothes off you. Get that spirit of death off you. Get it off you. Get it off you. Get it off you. I want you to show to three people and say, I'm coming out of my tomb in the name of Jesus. Just you get ready in the name of Jesus. You ain't seen nothing yet. I'm coming out of my tomb. I'm coming out of my box. I'm coming out of this straitjacket. I'm coming out of this in the name of Jesus. Amen. I'm telling you, man trying to box me, man trying to control me. It's devils that are operating. But I'm telling you, whom the sun sets free is free indeed. I'll say it again, whom the sun sets free. You're beginning to sound like you mean it. It's taking me two services to get you shouting. Maybe we should go tomorrow night also. Maybe we should make it a labor day to never forget. To the ushers, uh, uh, that's, I'm, I'm only playing. I won't do that to you. See Colin sitting there like, just one day. Just one day. I mean, people thank God for Colin and his wife. Amen. All the ushers, come on, everybody. Come on, giving their lives, getting here early, staying late. Come on, you're all champions. Praise the Lord. But I'm telling you, you are serving a move of God. You are serving a place that is not taking no for an answer. And I am telling you, oh God, I believe. I believe. This week. You know, I, I took every moment that I could get while Karen was away. And I watched some old Catherine Kuhlman moments. Oh my God. And you think I'm weird? I come out here with short trousers and green shoes and, you know what, a bald head and with a half Irish and half American accent. And you think I'm weird? At least I don't have frilly cuffs. Holy Spirit. But thou 
thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people were touched by the Holy Ghost. I said thousands and thousands and thousands were touched by the Holy Ghost. If you had been moved by her appearance, you would have missed it. But all those that went there sick and maimed, they didn't miss it. They didn't care about frilly cuffs. They didn't care about how she spoke. This precious Holy Spirit, they just received. Because they were so tired of being sick and tired that they didn't care what she looked like. She didn't care what the building looked like. Nobody cared what anything looked like as long as they left there healed. I said as long as they left there healed. You know why I love bringing in Billy Burke? Because Billy Burke is a testimony. He doesn't stand up here and just try to do, you know, just a wonderful healing evangelical ministry. He is a testimony. He had cancer not only one time, but two times. And God healed him. Can I have a big amen? God healed him. He is a walking testing testimony. Lee Robertson says, revival begins in the individual's heart. Let it begin with you and your face alone before God. Turn from every sin that might hinder, renew yourself to a new devotion to the Savior. Pastor, I'm tired. I'm tired. I've been service died, service died. I've been in services for the last 10 years with you. I'm tired. We'll renew your strength. This wasn't supposed to be done in the flesh. It's to be done in the spirit. I said again, it's not just to be done in the flesh. It's to be done in the spirit. I'm going to say it one more time. It's not supposed to be done in the flesh. Anybody can get tired in the flesh. Anybody can get tired with meetings in the flesh. Everybody wants a break. Everybody wants a holiday, a sabbatical. That when you stay in the spirit, everybody say that, in the spirit. When you stay in the spirit. Acts 8, 5 to 8. How many people believe that we're about to see a manifested awakening onto God? I believe it with all my heart. And I believe there's those in the White House will just have to just look with eyes boggled at how the church thrives through this next period of time. In the early church, all of those religious leaders, all of those in authority, all of those, they tried to stop the church. But the church grew and the church thrived. The more they try to stop us, the more we will thrive. I want to say it one more time. The more they try to stop you, the more you will thrive. The more they say you can't do it, the more you will get your backbone. And you'll say, don't tell me what I can and cannot do. For I will serve the Lord my God with all my heart, with all my mind, with all my soul. And I don't care what you're trying to say, Buster. I am going to serve the Lord. Acts 8, 5 to 8 says this. Philip the deacon, not the apostle. Thank you for clearing that up. Went down to the city of Samaria. Proclaimed the Christ, the Messiah to them, the people. Great crowds of people with one accord. Everybody say one accord. Listened to and heeded what was said by Philip. And they heard him. And watched miracles and wonders which he kept performing from time to time. 
Verse 7, look at this. For foul spirits came out of many who were possessed by them, screaming and shouting with a loud voice. And many who were suffering from palsy or were crippled were restored to health. And there was great rejoicing in the city. It didn't say that everybody ran to their homes because they were terrified by the shouting of these demons. It said there was great rejoicing in the city. The church bought a lie that people can't handle the move of the Spirit. But we're helping to change that narrative. Too many negative narratives. They can't handle it, Pastor. They can handle more than what you believe they can handle. It's amazing. They walk into doctor's offices and they have to handle evil reports of sickness, cancers, terminal illnesses. Do you think that they can't handle something that the Spirit has for them in a service that brings them life, that brings to naught the plan of Satan? Look at three people and say, you ain't seen nothing yet, praise the Lord. Why? Because the moment that your mind lines up with this, the moment that you line yourself with this, the moment that you align yourself with this, the moment that you align yourself with this, it's the same as 3 John 2. Beloved, I wish above all things that thy mast and be in even as your The moment that you align, boom, everything starts to shift. Acts 13.3. So Paul and Barnabas stayed on there for a while, speaking freely and fearlessly. I'm going to read that again. Speaking freely and fearlessly and boldly in the Lord who continued to bear testimony to the word of his grace, granting signs and wonders to be performed by their hands. Ladies and gentlemen, we have this spirit of God in us, and he comes upon us. He has anointed each and every one of us to lay our hands upon the sick, to see signs and wonders and miracles, which desire to follow the message of the kingdom. This is the message of the kingdom. 1 John 4, 17. It's a beautiful little verse. I'm nearly finished. It's a beautiful little verse, and it says this. As he is, so are we in this world. As he is, so are we in this world. I want to remind you tonight that Satan cannot make you do anything. You are a being with a will. God cannot even do anything without your facilitation. The Holy Spirit wooed you and you responded by the act of your will to receive Jesus as your Lord. But many have rejected Pastor, don't go there. They've rejected that wooing by the act of their will. Do you know that still today the Spirit woos us? Hallelujah. Woos us to come to spend time with the Father. And we, by the act of our will, can say no. I want to spend time with me. I want me time. I 
And we spend our time just sitting there thinking like a big brain. That's a horrible thought. You sitting there with your thoughts. Yuck. I can't imagine what it is to sit there, Paul Brady, just thinking all Paul's thoughts. When I could be sitting there with the mind of Christ and listening to the thoughts of God, we receive this in the name of Jesus. We give him praise. Begin to pray in the spirit with me now. As he is, so are we. As he is, so are we. As he is, so are we. You might be in this room and you've been under tremendous pressure. In a couple of minutes, I'm going to open up the altar. We'd like to pray for you. The altar ministers, myself. If you've been under pressure, like just serious pressure, we want to pray. Because you don't have to go home with that. That's not yours. And you should never, ever make it yours. And you should never allow it. We're not here to coexist. We're not here to have to be forced to live. And submit to other religions. Do you know why the church has been shoved in the corner? Because we allowed it. We get into games and entertainments, shenanigans, and I'm all for the excellence of the best we can do for God. We forget about the very reason we exist. Then you'll find yourself shoved in a corner. Well, I didn't come to America to be shoved in a corner. And you weren't born in this great country to be shoved. You say, well, this country's not what it used to be. That may be the case. But it must still be pretty good if there are millions every day that want to come into it. There's millions every day wanting to come to this country. So it must have something pretty good still. I mean, people's blessed that you get to live in Oklahoma. Coming through those early years, we would come through passport control. Passport officer would say, where are you going? We say Oklahoma, and every single one of them, without, would say, Oklahoma? What are you going to Oklahoma for? Like it was not a destination.
so glad to be here. So glad that God granted my family our citizenship. Come on, give him praise. I believe with all my heart, and I've told you this, that America is going to be one of those places in the end of days, and there will be places in America in the end of days, states in America in the end of days, where it would be behooven people to be there. I believe America is one of those places. I believe it with all my heart. some people don't like to hear me say these things but it's the truth we worship him we worship him we worship him over the great state of Oklahoma right now. Take the hand of the person beside you, begin to pray. Touch down in the state, Father. Touch down in the state. We lift this city one more time to you. Hallelujah. 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 
You must never forget Romans 5:17 that we are the authoritative force. He said this, much more surely will those who receive God's overflowing grace, unmerited favor and the free gift of righteousness, putting them in right standing with himself, reign as kings in this life through the one man, Christ Jesus, the Messiah, the Anointed One.